Sky, and we are live. Hello, everybody. I am Division Chief Scott Robb. I am Division Chief Josh Urgai. And with us today, we have very special guests, Georgie Flagello. How are you doing? I'm great. I pronounced that right, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I figured I did. I'm really good at that. So Georgie is our guest today because she just recently completed her probationary year in our fire academy. What recruit class? 19-1. 19-1. You got off probation how long ago? Oh, two tours ago. So just pretty fresh. Um, so yeah, about two weeks ago. All right. How's awesome. it feel? Feels good. Feels like a weight was lifted. Feel right. lighter. <laughs> Good. And we wanted to bring you in and, and talk to you a little bit about your perspective on what it's like to go through a recruit academy here at Golder Ranch and, and in general, and what it's like to go through a probationary period and any advice that you could give people. Because we, as you know, we're hiring 22 more as of, as of today. Anyway, we've got people coming in right under you. So you're going to nice. be a senior firefighter here in a I heard he got some seniority built up for that shift. That's got to feel good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. Well, first, let's get to know you a little bit. Let's let the people get to know you. So what's your deal? What's my deal? What did you come from? What background did you have prior to fire service? So right before working here, I worked in Phoenix in the ER. Um, And I worked just as a tech Besides that, I worked in behavioral health. Um, I worked for a little bit as a reserve down at, uh, in Benson. Okay. Um, and way before that, I worked in retail. So I've sort of had um, mo- more recently jobs in healthcare, but I've done everything from like retail. I was a barista for a while. What else did I do? Um, so I've sort of done lots of odd jobs here and there. A little bit of everything. Yeah. And you went to college? I did. Right? I went to U of A. Okay, and you were kind of a big deal in college? <laughs> I don't know about big deal. It's what you but... told us in your chief's oh, is that what they said? Something yeah. about a superstar athlete. Oh, okay. Rugby, <laughs> game changer. I just, I just like to tackle people, that's all. So Okay, but... so you have a rugby background. <laughs> I do, yes. I played rugby there for four years. Um, and then played for coach for a little bit. After I graduated, realized that I don't have the patience for coaching. Mm-hmm. Decided to go back and play for the Tucson women's team for about a year. Played a little bit in Tempe when I moved back to Phoenix. But now I'm sort of retired, I think. We'll see. Hopefully I can stay that way. and Just Just until the call comes in, right? (laughs) Where we're like, we need Georgie. And bam, she's out of retirement? Uh, Maybe. We'll see. I'm trying to not get injured. So Something about the Tom Brady of... Rugby? Is that that what I heard? No. Oh, my gosh. I wish. I wish. Okay. Well, good. So the rugby experience, do you feel that that helped set you up for success when you're going into a, a, a recruit academy? Absolutely. Absolutely. I um, I compare it actually to the fire service in general often just because it is so physically demanding and um, obviously the team aspect and the camaraderie. So that was really nice uh, being a part of a team. And I think working hard with people and being bonded in a way like embracing the suck I know that sounds a little cliche but it's very true um so it was very similar actually I really enjoyed the same camaraderie in the academy and um but coming from that rugby background like that's just that's what I know and so that part comes easy to me like just being a part of a team and 
sort of realizing, hey, this is, you know, some parts of this are going to be hard, but it's okay because we're all together and we're just going to get through it together. So. So can you describe what your academy experience was like kind of from when you walked in the first day to when you left to start your probationary year? How would you describe that? Oh, man. Um, I mean, at first it was very intimidating. We walked into this classroom over here at 380 and we're in, you know, our dress shirt and dress pants. And the first day was very much, I think we were down on the ground doing push-ups within like 20 minutes. So... First, it was very intimidating, you know, sort of yeah. set set a tone of, like, where the expectations were at. Um, and then as the um, – I think we had one week of sort of an introduction week. We did a lot of HR stuff, had lots of people coming in and talking to us. We did a lot of, like, me- mental wellness. Um, I know, Chief, obviously, you were there with Chief Grissom and Captain Ryan just talking about preparing yourself for the fire service. Um, and sort of getting the right mindset and having the right tools to deal with all the things that come with working in the fire service. Um, so that was our first week and then got to the training grounds. Um, the first three weeks were tough. Um, just the training staff was very, you know, they made it very clear, like, Hey, expectations are high. You're going to work really hard here. Um, I mean, you're going to learn a lot, but you know, this is the way it is. So I just remember the first three weeks being like, Oh my, just this is a lot, you know, very intimidating. Um, but as we sort of got into it and um, it got easier and I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would just because I really enjoyed the people and the staff was super knowledgeable and just amazing. Like just their attention to detail and each one of the staff members were so different, but the training cadre are just, they're very good at their jobs and you could tell. And it's funny because I say that a lot. I Really, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. I think, and because I liked my classmates a lot more than I thought I would, so it <laughs> got easier. You're yeah, like, yeah. Are yeah. These I'm like, people? what's going on? But I actually look. I was. I looked forward to coming to academy and working hard with these people that I'd grown to enjoy because I knew I was gonna have a good. Like, obviously, you're gonna work hard, but I enjoyed myself. Um, for me, it was a little different. I did break my foot. Um, I don't know. That's right. Halfway through. Mm-hmm. So. Had some stuff modified. Me and the assault bike became BFFs. It was a very fun time. So Yeah, which is almost worse than a normal Yeah, I spent a lot of time doing that in the upper body. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm over push-ups. But um, so, yeah, it was um, to the time we left. I don't know. And then we sort of evolved as a group. And I was honestly sad to leave a little bit. So, but, yeah. So you described the challenge of having a broken foot during that time and, mm-hmm. and having to, we helped you overcome that. We'll call it, we'll help you overcome that <laughs> with the assault bike. Uh, were there any other challenges, any other things that uh, stood out to you that were, were personally difficult? Um, I think so Golder in general, I know puts a really big emphasis on attention to detail. And for me, I'm very much like a, let's get it done person, but I'm not, uh, for me, that comes very hard. Okay. So sort of catching myself and recognizing like, hey, this is important. This is going to be important in this job. Like focus, pay attention, make sure you have all your stuff with you. And um, so that was that was a learning curve for me. And just – but in general, um, besides that specifically, I think just the – how exhausting like each day was and just realizing, hey, everything's temporary. Like take it one day at a time. Um I actually got advice from someone that works here now, and he's like, hey, they can't kill you. 
And so yeah, I like, honestly took that through. It's, yeah. <laughs> we get in a lot of trouble for that, I imagine. <laughs> so even when it was challenging or you felt exhausted, I just sort of went back to that mentality like, hey, everything's temporary. I'm not going to die. You know, I can get through a little bit of pain, not necessarily pain, but hard work. So now, especially it, from the physical perspective and how physically demanding the academies mm-hmm. are. And then you had the, the she Terminator that was also Ash. in charge of a lot of the oh PT. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. Can so you amazing. describe how, uh, was, did Aniela work as an inspiration for, for everybody oh my while God. she Absolutely. was doing it? I honestly think in this next academy, she's going to show up with her baby and just school everyone. <laughs> I really, she's just, I mean, no, she's, she was fantastic. Baby in one arm and just Absolutely, no, I'm convinced. But um, yeah, no, she... Um, I'm sorry, I forgot the, what was the question. Well, no, I mean, so, you know, you being a female in the yes. Academy and yes. Aniela being a female, and there's always, there can be that stigma sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. about, about female and the, the physical abilities. Right. And <clears throat> that gets thrown completely out the window when you have Aniela Marquez as your lead fitness instructor. Absolutely. And also serves as an inspiration, I would imagine. Definitely. It's just, she is incredibly fit and just seeing her working out with us, she's, you know, she's like, okay, we're just going to go at a conversational easy pace. And we're all like completely out of breath. I mean, (laughs) I'm not a runner, so it's probably mostly me, but you know, for her, just like that, the level of athleticism she's at, like you, I just remember looking at her and being like, wow, that must've taken her years to get to that point. You don't get there overnight. Exactly. She's extremely talented and, um, she's extremely good at her job and just like detail oriented and willing to, um, help. I know with the other females in Academy, shout out Molly Colt, um, me and her, but, um, we spent a lot of times with firefighter Marquez at lunch, just like working on specific skills that were specific, were challenging to us. Sure. Um, so she definitely set the tone and the example for, you know, Hey, sometimes the physicality of being a female, like we don't physiologically have the upper body strength that some men have. So let's, you know, manipulate ourselves or, um, figure out what needs to be, what we can do to make things easier. So like for an example, we spent a lot of time doing the one man 24, like getting as something as easy as just getting your hand placement where you need it to be to make that happen. Um, so that was really cool. She was incredible. And just like, I'm blinking. Well, no, these, (laughs) so just to clarify that, the, the one man, 24, mm-hmm. is the um, having to throw a 24-foot extension ladder by yes, yourself, yes. right? And so uh, what a lot of people learn early on is it's not just a physical thing. Like right. it's, it's all about technique to get that done and get it done safely. And obviously, you would do that in a worst-case scenario situation, but the ability to just show that you can do it and show that with the right technique, you, mm-hmm. can, you can do something that looks very physically intimidating and right. challenging. Right, And full disclosure, I firmly believe Georgie has more upper body strength than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I would bet my paycheck It's all for it. show, Chief. It's all for show. <laughs> okay, so you wrap up your, I think your academy was 15 weeks, Yes, right? yes. You wrap up your academy, you graduate, you walk into your first shift of your probationary year and describe that. Oh gosh, so awkward. I just hate the awkwardness. Um, I was at 370 um, and obviously walking in with your class A's and I got bagels and all this stuff and just 
was there far too early, you know, and everyone's like, what? It's still dark out, you know? <laughs> um, so very nerve wracking. I, um, just getting through that initial awkwardness and sort of being like, Hey, I'm here to work. And, um, I don't know if this is not necessarily appropriate, but like just proving to that crew, Hey, I'm not a turd. I'm here to work. Like, yeah, sure. Um, I'm a good person and I promise I'll work hard, but well, the first impressions are everything. <laughs> exactly. Too. They're hard to undo if you yeah. come in and you have a bad attitude or you're kind Absolutely. of dragging. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, it, it feels like there's a lot of pressure on you right out of the gate to make a good impression. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so did it stay like that for a while where you were kind of just on that edge and, and trying to get to know people and find a way to fit in? I think it was the first couple of tours, um, just getting to know people, getting to know the truck, the equipment, the station, um, also sort of, uh, proving your, I don't want to say, uh, worth, but just sort of showing your crew, Hey, I have the, uh, I can manage my time, you know, I can get all the station duties done, um, run calls. So um, once I think my crew specifically figured out, okay, like she's doing pretty well, um, she can manage her time, you know, she's taking the initiative, it sort of got a little bit easier. Um, the nice thing was, like, I, I was at 370, everyone was super welcoming and, like, willing to help, and um, they made it very comfortable for me, Um but and who was your captain? Captain Spanarella. Okay. Okay. So, so a good a good first captain. Absolutely. To have, definitely. Yeah. Right and I eight. yeah. So it was that sort of went away as I got to know everyone. But um, you know I still like slept with my pants on. I was afraid I was gonna miss a call and like <laughs> had my I had fifteen alarms set and I was like I don't want someone to beat me to the coffee and just there's still that anxiety <laughs> yeah. there you know lingering for a little bit. But that goes a long way. You're building all of that extra, those fail-safes in yeah. so that you don't, I guess I used to, to feel like it, I never wanted to give anybody any ammunition that they could right. use against me, right? And, and if you could build in some of those redundancies then, and you were on top of your skills, then it was controlling what you could control about a situation that was already very nerve-wracking. Absolutely, yeah. So you're you're in with this new crew and you're learning pretty much a new job. You had some background in mm-hmm. it, right? Um, and in our system, every quarter you have module testing, right? Right. How did you? Uh, what were some strategies you employed to manage your time? Because you you mentioned that wanting to demonstrate that to the crew mm-hmm. of learning new personalities, learning new equipment, learning a new job, but still managing your time to be able to prepare for these module examinations. What were, what were some strategies you put in place to get that done? Um, I was pretty fortunate that Captain Spanarella like really prioritized, um, training. And so that was nice because I, early on, um, I think we had the discussion that I'm very much like a reps person, um, and that I'm really good at messing stuff up the first time. Like I will completely (laughs) blow it. Um, I just need lots and lots of reps and I'll get it down. Um, so that was great because just training was uh, more so my main concern because I knew I know with my attention span and sometimes my lack of attention to detail, I could easily make a silly <laughs> mistake and I didn't want to fail a mod for something as little as, you know, not going on air or right. um, forgetting your gloves, forgetting or, my gloves yeah. or something simple like that. So um, that was very helpful. I sort of 
focused on doing my book stuff at night after dinner when everyone's watching TV. Um, so that helped a lot, but I'm not going to lie. I'm horrible. I was horrible at working uh, solely, like separating my work time and home time. Like I would take some of my book home to work on um, just because time, I mean, time management was, was a challenge for me. Um, and, and I'm, I guess this year, yeah, I'm a newer medic. And so I was also learning how to be a medic and write reports and not take three hours per report. So um, a lot of my book stuff I did at home, and then I just prioritized drilling at work. Okay. So Now, for somebody that is came in with a little less attention to detail and then got all of that training, do you feel like that's helped you overall and in making you more well-rounded as a person. Oh, absolutely. I, because you needed that at that time. Yes. I would not have classified myself as a type A person, but since being a part of the fire service, I would not would. And I <laughs> I don't mean for that to have a negative connotation because I feel like it's bettered me. Like I just, uh, it has made my life a lot easier. I'll just put it that way. Um, I'm not constantly like, well, it happens here and there, but, you know, I'm notorious for like, where are my keys? Where's my phone? I'm running late. <laughs> Scott, you know? and Scott so, knows <clears throat> nothing about it. <laughs> so I, think, I am that person. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> the fire service almost put like, I guess more so probation, put the fear of God in me and to be like, okay, get, get it together. Uh-huh. Otherwise you're gonna look like a fool. <laughs> but, um, that, yes. Well, that good. Helped. Those are good life skills yes. to, to help balance you out. Absolutely. So your first six months was at 370 with Captain Spanarella. Where yes. was the uh, second six months of your probationary second, year spent? Uh, second six months were here at 380 with Captain Peru. And then towards the end, I had Captain Hastings after the bid. Yeah. And, and what was that like? 380 is a, a busier station. It houses oh, one of yeah. our ladder companies. Absolutely. Uh, it's right on the border with our uh, one of our auto aid partners, Northwest Fire District. Yes. So what was that experience like? Um, that was sort of, for me, like, it was trial by fire. Um, not literally. I wish it was literally because I was such a white cloud. I never got fires over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, call call volume wise, and um, especially being spending more time on the box, yeah. um, was and it was an invaluable experience for me. I highly um, recommend, it, especially for people as new medics, to get placed there. It was awesome because I just learned so quickly. Um, all the, all the reps that you're getting with multiple transports a day and, and then still having to manage your probationary, uh, modules and and that expectation. Yeah. So that was, that was harder there, um, at 380, uh, time management was definitely more challenging. It was nice because the crew there also, you know, they recognize, Hey, she's a medic. She's got to write these reports, whatever. So they were really helpful and making sure I got all my stuff done. Um, but I'm super grateful just to have had that experience, running those just with the volume of calls um although <clears throat> captain peru knows i'm still upset that i didn't get to catch a fire over there so <laughs> and i think you might be the only one i because even i yes. caught a fire here yes and i haven't been on the line in quite a while <laughs> uh, yeah it was very upsetting because it would be all the days i'm on the box and then oh another fire so well it seemed like a really good match to give you what you needed with those three captains mm-hmm. like if you had if you had three captains with with a similar mentality, aren't as detail oriented, you know, Hastings, Peru, Spanarella, all of those guys are, are spot on with Mm -hmm. that attention to detail and great captains in that regard. So it 
sounds to me like it was a blessing to get all of that where it might, you might not have wanted that in the moment because it's not naturally who you are, but it really built you up for, for the future. And then when you're in charge of an ambulance by yourself and you have your stuff together a little more and you can then give that to our new folks that are coming up and speaking of the new folks. So you finished and now you're, and now you're off of probation and now you're going to immediately assume a role of a mentor to somebody brand new behind <laughs> you here in, in, in a few months. Mm-hmm. So what are, what are some things that you want to do as now on the other side of the fence and helping somebody go through this process in, the, in their probationary period? Um, I think I really just want to be able to be a resource to them. Um, and I think for me, I just want to continue like learning and mastering my job so that I can be someone that they can come to with questions. Um, or add to their knowledge in any way. Um, and I also, I think I just want to sort of help ease their mind and like calm their anxieties and be like, Hey, you're a person, you know, this is (laughs) a nerve wracking experience, but just remember, Hey, like you, we understand like you've lived a whole life before this. And then you, you come onto probation and you have all these expectations and all these tasks that you have to complete. And so to just be a person that's going to be there to help them and sort of calm them down and, um, be a resource. Um, but also let them know like that. I don't know how to explain this. Um, I think, I mean, me personally going through probation, I think I put a lot of stressors on myself Mm-hmm. And so to sort of be that voice of reason for them, that's like, hey, it's going to be okay. We're, you're going to get your stuff done. You're going to get your training done. But also, like, remember to take care of yourself. You know, you're yeah. you're a person. You had a life before this. And, like, if the bathroom doesn't get cleaned right away, like, you're going to – like, we're all going to live and we're going to be okay. So <laughs> so, so the, the still that theme of, well, you can't – they can't kill you. Exactly. You, know, you won't yeah. you won't wake up, not have the bathroom chores done, and get stabbed. Exactly. Because it's still against the law. It's still, yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes you can you can put a little too much weight on yourself and mm-hmm. your own expectations, and it and it can feel overwhelming, right. especially for a lot of people that don't have much life experience and are coming into one of their first jobs as this. It can it can completely debilitate them. So right. having you uh, and everybody else that just got off of probation to kind of circle and, and help that person out, mm-hmm. I think is, is really important for them. Yeah, I'm excited. So if you could give one piece of advice to our 22 potential candidates who are out there in the world right now waiting to hear if they're going to come for a chief's <laughs> interview next week starting the 14th, was that one piece of advice that you would convey? One piece of advice... I would honestly, I would say have fun with it. I mean, as we said, nothing lasts forever. They can't kill you, but there's going to be a time where you're going to look back and be like, wow, that went really quick. Um, and I've talked to, uh, talked about it with several, um, probation, well, I guess not probationary firefighters anymore, but we're like, wow, we miss Academy. Like I miss spending time with those people, you know? And so it's just like, it's going to be hard, but you're there for a reason. You're there because you want to be there. So have fun with it. Um, and the same with probation. It, it's going to be hard, but you, how cool is it that all these people want to help with your learning and they prioritize your training. And so make the best of it and just try to, I mean, 
obviously take it seriously, take initiative, but this is, I mean, the best job in the world, right? And so if you're passionate about this profession and you really want to be here, like just try to, try to enjoy it. I think that was hard because I took everything so seriously and I'm like, okay, like I worked really hard to try to be here. So like relax and try to enjoy this. So, cause it is a lot of fun. Not yeah. many professions you get to be outside a lot. Right. Your day changes day to day. Yeah. You get free to experience. Free fitness. Yeah. That is awesome. You get paid to things. work out. Yeah. So I, I think that's a very good point to, yeah. to not overlook. Have a good time. This is a fun career. It's a serious career. Right. It's for professionals, but it also can still be a pretty good time. Right. And I mean, the expectations are high, don't get me wrong. Obviously, like with Academy, I wouldn't go in like laughing and giggling and <laughs> acting like you're not serious, but at the what, same time. what will happen? <laughs> you're going to drop to the ground and... Or go up the tower. Do something, or, yeah, or you're going to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then that's part of bringing the whole team together. Right. And, and it's the attitude of the whole team that has to develop. Of, right. Of you can... Because you can pull people down with a bad attitude mm-hmm. just as easy as you can Raise build each other up. Right. So that's that's probably the most important piece of advice I'm hearing from you is is that attitude and that frame of mind that, you know, embracing the suck and mm-hmm. and the quicker you can gel as a team and be all in it together. The easier it'll be. For yeah. sure. Well, great. Well, um, usually what we like to do is post uh information from our guests like would you mind if we put your email down for anybody that might want to contact you and get more information or or use you as a resource even before academy times or those that are looking to get into the fire service sure absolutely because i think you have a unique perspective that's that's really valuable to people coming in absolutely yeah definitely great so we'll have uh Georgie's contact in in our notes and um, any parting thoughts or any fun facts that a lot of people don't know about you that would be great to share with a hundred cities and Um, seven countries fun facts Turkey we're huge in Turkey oh wow I don't know oh gosh oh um so I really like to cook and the 370 crew well this isn't even a fun fact I'm just gonna say I am horrible I cannot cook Rice, which is one of the most basic foods. <laughs> okay, but it like, blows your I mind. I cannot get it right. I don't know what it is, but um, is it that the, detail with exactly just, how much the water? water yeah, exactly it just gets me every time. time. Two to one. So it's just amazing how I can how we can mess up the simplest of tasks. <laughs> right. You know, I, it blows my mind. Um, besides that, I don't really know. Fun okay. fact. All right. So we will not ask you to don't ask me to cook rice. Cook any type of but meal with rice. That, Got yeah. it. Great. (laughs) Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. Anytime. Thanks for having me. That was great. And we will uh, talk to you again soon. I know you you gave a shout out to to Molly Colt. We'll definitely have to bring her in and and then see if hers is better. Yeah. (laughs) It probably will be. She has much more attention to detail. (laughs) All right, Georgie. Thanks for coming in. No problem. Thank you. We will see everybody next time. Thanks. Thanks.